Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. How are you today? I'm good. I oh, my, my hair yeah. is getting so long. Sorry, I'm just mine is re- too. Rearranging it. I got to get the lobsterman to peep through the window again, and I don't get know a, what's going on. I hate to tell you, but those lobster shirts are flying off the shelves. They're so cute, Rana. Aunt Oscar <laughs> did a wonderful job with them. <laughs> Aunt Oscar. Aunt Oscar heard herself or himself on the podcast apparently, mm. and has gotten a very big head. Of all of this. Well, honestly, Rana, they're super cute. They're very summery beachy. They do remind me of like, honestly, when I put it on, I I feel like I'm at Martha's Vineyard with you. That's what I feel like. It is. It does have a vintagey Jaws feel. It just does. It does. It's so good. But they are flying off the shelves because by some accident of I don't know what, I keep getting the emails when people order the shirts. Oh yeah, Which yeah, yeah. I've been I sent that to you to get Adam or Tony or the Lobsterman or whoever's behind this. No, I know, but they wanted. It. No, I. It's me, and I oh. wanted. I wanted you, because they said like if they're if they might need a backup if for some reason they get backlogged COVID and fulfilling orders. So I figured you might be the uh, best person for that, just to, as a backup. Sounds to me more like you wanted to just shove it to me a little bit. Because I wasn't so supportive of the T-shirts. In the no, beginning. I just, Rana, honestly, like. You ju- that's very interesting. So you just thought, well, you know what? Why don't we set this up so Rana knows every time somebody makes a purchase because she she gave us the what for on this little promotion that we were doing. Maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea for Rana new every time well, Rana, we Rana, I know it's been t-shirt. a few weeks, but as we discussed before, that's my Melania eyes. Oh, that's your the lobster lobster <laughs> eyes. Those are your lobster eyes. Those are my lobster eyes. Well, I just want to show you. You smile to my face, and then when I walk by, you give me lobster eyes. Well, Rana, I just wanted to show you how badly people want lobsters. Yeah. So I guess. Well, they want lobster t-shirts as well. <sighs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But and they what are was very... your slogan? Hey, kids. Uh, oh, hey, want to go get a scoop of lobster? Yeah. Instead of a scoop of ice to cream? Of ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Just because now that we're doing kid sizes because of obviously my gap kids experience, like the whole thing. Yes. Very tight in. Yeah. Very yeah. tight in yeah. as always. And so, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to send one to Andre Leon Talley. You know who else has one? You know who he texted like me a picture? One. We'd have to make a McCaftan version. That's though. true. Do you know who texted me a picture in one? Who? Well, he wasn't wearing it. His boyfriend was wearing it. Okay. Richard Lawson of Vanity Fair. Really? Sent me a picture. I'll pull it up. Texted me a picture of his boyfriend in the t-shirt and I don't think you can see the boyfriend's face, so he, I don't think he'll be upset with begs me. Begs for... the question why he didn't text me as well or email me. Also begs the question why he didn't post about it. He wrote, made an excellent B-Day gift. And there's his his boyfriend. 
I can't really tell which way the shirt goes. Did he just get the plane? He's lying down. Sorry, he's lying down. That is a really cute shirt. I have. I know he got it in like a heather gray. Very cute. Yeah, yeah. That's what I got my nephew Elihu. Was the heather gray sweatshirt? Is he the one that was fresh with us that one time? Very fresh. And then you rewarded him with a McDonald's uh, McConnell's gift thing. That's true because I liked his. I was shocked by. I wasn't going to give him anything. I liked his curiosity. And I'm already his... paying for his college. What am I going to do that for? You are? Eventually. Who do you think's going to pay for it? His father? His father is, happens to be very smart, Rana. His father's very smart and very successful, but if they can find a rich relative to pay for college, that's how smart they are. They're that type. <laughs> that, who isn't that type? Truly. <laughs> you know, why even not? The, even the richest of the rich always get the grandmother to pay for school. Or get They think she's going to die someday anyway. Let's take some from her pile. Why not? Yeah, of course. Don't worry. How are you, dear? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I think this might be the first time I've asked. In our whole relationship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm completely caught off guard by the question. I uh, I'm pretty good, you know. I'm pretty good. What can I say? Business is booming. It uh, certainly is. And by that, I mean we've sold 11 lives to T-shirts in 11 days. Well, and- Rana, that's like that's probably, honestly, honestly. Yeah. That's honestly. probably- what a couturier sells Probably. is like one piece a day. It's true. If you think of them as couture, right? Business is booming. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Exactly. It's true. Uh, I'm fine. There was something else I was going to tell you about. Now I can't remember for the life of me what it, what it was. But how's you know, Jordan? It's a tough time to be in production. You know, he's be, in production. No filmmaker. You know, he oh, was in. Oh, he right. was in pre-production on a film he was going to shoot this fall. Yeah, and a very small film. And did so, you tell him I would like to be in it? It's apparently you told him. I did several times, but opinion. I thought maybe yeah. he'd hear it from you more than me. So I would put it as well. It hasn't really come up between he and I. Oh well. Yeah. Do you want to do like party line, and I'll get on the phone too? No, why don't you, you know what you could do is you could DM, he has one of those, you know, private Instagrams, so other people can't find yeah, it, I but I don't me, know I've whether you have it, you don't have it. plenty of times, So you Rana. could DM him your reel, or okay. you could send him the lobster commercial, but I think it's really a movie about younger people, about either younger people or mm. old, older people. My age range happens to be like 16 to like <laughs> 60, so- You've never, Rana, you've never, what'd you say? 16, huh? What was the last time you played a 16-year-old? It's been a minute, but I always try to keep up with my process and do little character bits along the way, so. Oh, can I hear you, teenager? Can you be a teenager for me? Uh, Like, what? Oh my God, she did that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's it, buddy. (laughs) Now, can I see a 22-year-old? Yeah. (sighs) No, you don't get it. I get it. <laughs> Did you like it? Can I see 27? Yeah. Oh, God. The walls are caving in. Um, <laughs> is that my mom on the phone? I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? 32? No. It's a blessing, your 30s. And I'll tell you why. Because now when I see a girl, I ask her to marry me. 
<laughs> 41. Look, I'm here for, for me and my fun. Uh-huh. Clear the decks, clear the room, light a candle, and pray for yourself. 56. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Well, now that my kids are gone, I'm a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was terrific. That Thanks. Was, for- I mean, we'll send that to Jordan. Okay. Yeah, we'll send that to John. He's making. Okay. I hope he's making a drama. Oh, I don't. He hasn't let me read the script yet, so I don't really know what's going on. All right. Well, fine. You know, that's him. He's likes to keep everything. To, he doesn't want me to judge his at. He knows that you know I'm on my podcast. I talk about film. I talk about right. books. I talk. You know, I'm basically a cultural influencer. I mean, and so you're, a, you might be joking. You're not wrong. It's though. a lot to live up to for him. You know, he doesn't want my critical eye necessarily on his script. I don't blame him. At this him. stage. But I told him, look, if you want me to pay for any of this, I insist on being in the edit. Because, Rana, you're sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, that's the last, that's where we, that's our last chance to fix this. You know who you edit. remind me of in those moments, Rana? Because here's what you could do. Yeah, you move either, to Hollywood, become a super agent. Well, yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but also, you're the kind of person, you're like Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread, which we talked about with Cynthia Dupree Sweeney a few weeks ago. In that, you would read his script or see his edit, and you would just, there'd be a long silence, and you would either say, you would just look, and you'd either say, it's perfect, or... Why don't you take another look at that? She is uh, the master of the micro expression in that film. Oh, she is. Well, I, I love, love how before I like every- when she pulls lint off of things. Me too. And when right yeah. before she's about to talk, she takes off her glasses and goes. Yes. Just like smooths her hair back. I like, love that. It's so she, great. Yes, she feels very much like either a bank manager or someone that you would come, you would come in and you would know that they were you had their full attention and they were taking you very seriously, but that they were talking to you from a position of power, no question. I wonder if our guest today's met her because he's British. Our guest today could not be the. I don't know if there's anybody cuter. I mean, I'm so excited about this. And he did a recipe just for us a few weeks ago. Which, which those pictures. Gorgeous. Stunning. He's, I want to talk all about his Instagram. He's terrific at it. Uh, but anyway, before we get to him, we have a couple of, I think. You uh, grab your mop. I'll grab my broom. Yes, Let's get we, to housekeeping. <laughs> you would have a feather duster. Who are you kidding? I'd love one. The first thing I do want to say to people is I'm definitely disappointed. And it's mostly you I'm disappointed in, Brian. But I'm definitely disappointed in our Instagram uh, follower campaign. As am I. I under-delivered. And it's heartbreaking to me. I I, I feel like you're very focused on the lobsters. And there hasn't been a lot of focus on my blue check mark. Well, look, I mean, Rana... Have you ever heard? The kind heard- of content we're serving is absolutely verified content. I mean, oh. that's all I can say about that. We are we are getting coffee drinks made by Ed Kimber, winner of Great British Baking Show. Bake Off. Bake Off, excuse me. Why the hell are we not verified? I really don't. We have Arden don't. Marine constantly making videos. We've got Lamorne Morris making videos. I'm starting to think you had an affair with someone at Instagram and it didn't go well. I don't know what, but- 
I'm starting to think there's another story here. I don't know. Because I can't imagine a world uh-huh. where the world doesn't want to give me a blue check mark. That's not right. a world that really exists. You right. know what I mean? Well, I have to tell you, Rana, when I got off Facebook, I sent a really pointed letter to Mark Zuckerberg. And I let him know all my endeavors and enterprises, including Escrana. Mm. And I said, why don't you go fuck your own face, is what I said. Which I shouldn't have said. but And then I signed the letter from Brian and Rana. From Brian and Rana. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine that helped. No, wait. I did Rana, parentheses, and Brian. Great. That's Terrific. what I said. Okay. We have a couple of reviews here. We haven't done reviews in a while. What I'm saying, I'm just saying, if you want me to stop talking about the checkmark, give me the checkmark. Okay. And I'll say it again. If you're listening on your phone, you don't have to stop the episode. One second. Go over to your Instagram, search Escrana, press follow. The end. It helps the show tremendously. And the other thing is, don't be one of those fans. We have a couple of fans who listen to us, but they like to criticize absolutely everything in the episode. Sure. Yep. To which I would like to say, stop listening to us. If you're looking for something else to criticize, something to criticize, go criticize something else. We're doing nice things over here. Both That's right. For for our question askers and for our listeners. As far as I'm concerned, the only people who can give us any guff are Aunt Oscar and Elihu. Yeah. That's it. Well, I what I'm saying though is that those are the people who the minute you ask for something, they don't want to give it to you. They don't mind that we're giving them. Oh, they don't mind that I we're giving them an hour and 97 minutes of free content every right. week or every month or whatever it is. Yeah. But the minute we say, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us, it would mean the world to us. They don't want to do it. And so I would ask that? them to examine, to look back at, deep into their dark souls and ask themselves why they are so ungenerous and what it is that they, why they don't want to do something tiny for a show that does so much for them. Wow. Rana, I think I think some hearts just broke. Well, those were hearts that needed to be broken. I guess so. Do a little click. That's all we're asking for. One click. Okay. Speaking of which, why don't we talk about the people that have been trying to give back to the show and give the little bu- show a little bump? It means the world if you subscribe on iTunes because Definitely. that's how, how the algorithm works. Apparently, I yes. don't know. There's don't so many just play the episode. Subscribe to the podcast. It helps a lot. And we have a couple of fabulous reviews. So you read this one. You got it. Okay, Susan J four two five writes all caps. You need this. Longtime fan of Ron and Brian separately and couldn't be more delighted by their joint venture. Huh. I'm a happily single Enviro attorney on the good side. Thank you. <laughs> thank God. But who doesn't need companionship during the pandy? Ask Rana is the perfect podcast. Humor, heart, sage advice, and a gentle but firm hand guiding your retail therapy. I've confidently adopted their opinions on important issues such as mischief makers, boo, soap loaves, no, no. and watching so- I'm going to turn around on that one and watching someone confidently <laughs> drive the wrong way down a one-way street. The best. 5 stars all day long, Susan in DC. I do have to say, Rana, nothing puts a smile on my face more than seeing someone confidently driving 
the wrong way down a one-way street. It is hysterical. <laughs> they're so, they have no idea. And everybody is always beeping at them like they're in a cartoon and they're going to exactly. run everybody off the road. Instead of just pulling over and thinking, this guy's going to figure it out at the end of the street. Totally. Everybody goes nuts. Nuts. They give them such mean looks and scream like, what are you doing? Yeah. And the person's totally unaware. The other thing that drives me insane is when you're trying to parallel pack, and I happen to be an excellent pack, driver and packer. Because you have drive assist or just naturally? No, naturally. Yeah. If you grow, if you grow up in the Boston area, ah, you uh, uh, that is what you are good at is driving because if you, you had, grew up in El Paso, you do not need to parallel park once in your entire life. You had to know the roads in Boston. You just learn. You grew up knowing the roads, and because it's such an old city, you it's sort of like a pirate town. So parking is catch as catch can in a lot of places, even though it's. You know, even though it's obviously mandated by the, by the municipality or whatever, sure. but you have to know. I can go well if I want to get to around Boston Common. I can only go one way this way. So if I take a left down this street, I can do a right left to get back around. If I miss my turn, it's not a grid in any way, shape, or right. form. Right. It was designed so, to confuse. If you learn to drive in Boston, and if you learn on a standard or a stick shift, as I did then you're pretty much prepared for anything at any place in the world. You can drive a stick? Of course. Come on. Me? I bet, you know what, Rana? I know it almost sounds like a fetish at this point. I'm great. Because I told you I want your perfectly manicure. You want to watch me drive a stick. With that perfect manicure. I want to watch you drive a stick. No problem. Well, Bob always had a vintage Porsche or a vintage Jaguar too. But the Jaguar was automatic. But the, uh, the Porsche was not. And so, you know, you always said to stay, if he ever called you and said, can you come pick me up at the club? You know, I'd take a taxi and then I have to drive the car home. Wow. You really are, Rana, something else. Because sometimes, you know, you forget that you drove your own car to the club and then have a couple of too many martinis. But in any event. Got it. Uh, how did we, we get on this? We parallel have another parking. review. What drives me crazy oh, is when you're parallel parking and people honk at you as though they've never had to stop and parallel park before. Couldn't agree It is the most more. aggressive violation of the social contract that I can think of because everyone in the world is just driving around in their cars waiting to park them. And so whenever somebody honks at somebody that has to wait, makes them wait 10 seconds while they pack, that person's just waiting to pack themselves. It makes no sense. It is the absolute, it is a bald expression of aggression and dissatisfaction. It really is like when you're walking, if you're walking a dog on the street and another dog starts barking, it's, it's basically like a bark. It's like, yes, fuck yeah. You know, it's just, sorry about my language today. It's just like. Go to hell! You're an idiot. Like it feels like that. Yes, I remember once somebody I was packing and some man was going insane, honking, screaming. Ugh, I hate that. And I rolled down my window very slowly and I said, "Is everything all right? You seem very angry." And he went. N- I said, "Should I just? Should I not pack?" Would you prefer I didn't pack? Uh, you must have really. And he him went insane. He was shocked, stopped, and then went insane and pulled off across from me. But 
there should be somebody who follows the packing attendant, the the uh, meet a maid around. Yes, whatever they, whatever they call those now. There should be somebody that follows them around with another book of tickets. And in that book is a book of free tickets that they give to the person who's having a meltdown. And they say, this is good for 10 therapy sessions. Because anybody that would would attack somebody, that's something they probably do in Scandinavia. Because anybody that would scream at somebody over packing their car is obviously having a few other disruptions in their life. Could not agree more. Yeah. And by the way, leave a few minutes early if that's how you're going to act. No, yeah, but that's just about the person. And you see a lot of that with these people screaming at people with the masks and the no mask in the stores. Right. It's that same thing of they have nowhere to channel their aggression. And so they're waiting for somebody to break the social contract in their eyes. They're waiting for somebody to screw up so that they can say, see, you're the problem. You're the problem. Did you see that video of that man screaming about not wearing a mask? I mean, there's so many of those videos now. Like he was a, he wore a mask himself. Wait, what? What? I know. Uh, I don't think people I did. were wearing masks, and he didn't want to wear a mask, and so they told him to he had to leave the store. Which, by the way, I hate to say it, but the absolute keystone of the American commercial system has always been: we reserve to the right to refuse service sure. to anybody. That's right. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Sure. And everyone has said, "Fair enough. It's your business." Somebody's being a jerk, throw them out. Not that no longer applies to people who want to uh to be scre- who want to not wear masks. There was a video of a guy on a plane with his wife, and his wife was wearing a mask, and he goes, Honey, take that off right now. Like he wanted to start something. Oh, sure. And so yeah. she did. Well, there's a lot of that. People going in to provoke to reactions. Provoke and so show themselves being fights. kicked off an airplane and yeah. Yeah. They want it. They're so, they just want someone to punch them first so they can punch them. Oh, it's so annoying. Yeah. But it is funny. Those people get so angry. And it seems like they're going to put hands on you. But in a way, if you just sort of stand there, they're completely, they don't, they're completely neutralized. They don't it, know it, it what is. to do. Completely. It is a yeah. it, it is something that drives people topsy turvy. But it is a terrifying, terrifying thing. And absolutely out of bounds. Okay. We've got another review here. Hi, Ron and Brian. Or did you <gasps> want to read it, Rana? No, but oh. you got you got close to your microphone and you, then you sounded very that was your nighttime drive voice yes. or your I'm, slow I'm, slow hits. I'm driving the right way on a one way street. Yeah. Hi, Ron and Brian. <laughs> This is Delilah. Just did you know who Delilah was? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where was she located? Does anyone I know? I don't know. Yeah. She what was the happened best. happened to Delilah? Yeah. And she's oh, got to she, still be around. She cared about everybody's problems. She was like, oh, wow. This one goes out to Brian. Yeah. El Paso. Exactly. Yeah. Brian El Paso, uh, we're all rooting for you. All right. Here we go. Here's Barry Manilow singing Mandy. She was like Cheryl Strayed before Cheryl Strayed. <laughs> Completely. Completely. Are you still watching TED Talks, Brian? It's been a minute. I I don't remember the last time. How many years has it been since you watched a TED Talk? Well, you know when the only time I've ever really watched them has been like on a plane. Some some airlines have like that TED channel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So occasionally I'll watch one of those if it sounds interesting. But I never really got into them the way some people did. Yeah. No. Did you ever take a, were you a Brene Brown person or a Elizabeth Gilbert sort of? I'm not going to comment on that because people aren't going to, people love Brene Brown and they're not going to like what I have to say. Okay. Enough said. 
Hi, Ron and Brian. I love you both the most out Elizabeth of all- Elizabeth Gilbert, come on. I love you both the most out of all the people in the podcast universe. Thank you for keeping me together during this time at home. I tune in to everything you do. So when Rana announced she was going to read a children's story, I put it on in the car for my three sons, ages oh. 12, 7, well, and 6. This is an adult show, though. On our way back home from a summer road trip. But she put on Rana Reads. I understand, but she put it on for children because she knew it was a children's book. But oh, I see. this is an adult show. Anyway. It, it is. They listened intently. They know the story of the little boy in the tree from reading it many times before, but they died laughing from Rana's insightful commentary. <laughs> now, every night before bed, they ask me to put on Rana Reads, and we get out the giving tree to follow along. Afterwards, each time my six and seven-year-olds say, schmuck. They finally get the meaning of the story and have more appreciation for their very own giving tree. Their mommy. Love you both. Kiss, kiss. Jamie, the stump. Jack, Joey, and Joshy, the three little boys. What do you think of that, Rana? I have to tell you that really touched my hat. Yeah. That's very sweet. But can I say something? (sighs) Can I say something as a word of warning? To me? Mm, No. To parents. Okay. Please, as a parent yourself, what would you like to say? As a parent myself, I would like to say, <laughs> of course we love Rana Reads. It's brilliant. But you know what you're not going to have? Rana does algebra. Rana does calculus. No. Rana gets you no. into college. I'm not running an academy. No, she isn't. And she's not going to raise your children for you. Okay? No, I'm certainly not. She's just no. going to make a very, very beautiful and nice moment for you every time she reads a book. But if you're expecting her to do times tables, get out of town. No, well, math I don't do anyway. Everyone no, knows that. I get, math I decided was for other people a very long time ago. Exactly. Uh, but here's the thing. Yes, I'm. Re- I have been reading children's books, and because this sort of vintage, I thought, what could be more exclusive than Ron attacking people into bed? Yes. Ron, I'm reser- referring to myself in the third person now. Excuse. Well, me. listen, that's where we're at. Your brand. Uh I was trying to put myself in their position, how they would intuit it. Not That's not how I talk about myself. I don't walk around the carriage house saying, I don't know, what's Ronna going to think about this guest? No, I know, but but I know what you mean. And th- we're doing the show, so you're talking about like- Yes. Look, the Ronna lifestyle. I mean, that is how people talk now, Ronna. The, yeah, oh, yes, I've heard so many people, Brian, talking about the Ronna lifestyle. That's a they thing are, they talk. But we get yes. so many letters of people being like, I want to be like Ronna. I want to be yeah. like Ronna. Yeah, shades of vanilla, shades like of Michael vanilla. Michael Jordan shades better watch his back. The, the Michael B. Jordan or Michael Jordan, the, no. the basketball No, remember that commercial, player? like the Haynes one that was like, I'd like to be like Mike. Oh, like Mike. I want to be like Rana. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe that's what's coming. Yep. Um, Like Mike. If I could be like Mike. I want to be, I want to be like I wa- Mike. Yes, I want to be a gambler and a womanizer <laughs> and a alcoholic and a, yeah. And also sure. one of the greatest athletes that ever lived, but yeah, yeah, I want to live on a golf course. A marvel, sure. But in any event, uh, there is more coming. Rana reads if you're interested. It's on Patreon. It's part of the Sauna Privileges package, and I read these vintage children's stories. At least that's what I'm renting, reading right now. But who knows? Could be New Yorker articles. Could be. We don't that's know how. Pretty good. We don't know how this is going to develop. We just don't. 
Well, you should please sign up for Sauna Privileges and listen to it because it, it honestly is a treat. And At it's the a moment, nice- they're just little snacks to tuck people into bed because people are very nice stressed out right now, Brian. Rana, people are losing their minds. Understandably. Yeah. And I have to say, it's been a couple of weeks, but there is, has been a permanent chill up my spine from yeah, I- the absolute dichotomy or disparity between what is actually happening in this country, what's actually going on, and what the Republicans are telling us are a priority. And I I also just think from a PR perspective, it's very curious to me that they keep talking about fixing America and what's wrong with America. And then you say to yourself, well, who's been the president for the last four years? Yeah, you've been running this country the last four years into the ground. Yeah, what do you think, you're running for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. You ran this place into the ground, and then you said, who threw me in this ditch? It's true. Yeah. Ronna, can I say one more thing about Ronna Reeds? uh, If you must, Brian. You know, know I'm not very good at taking, I'm good at at giving compliments. Yeah. But, well, by the way, who knows? This may not be a compliment, may be a criticism. Well, it's again a message to the parents who aren't interested in raising their own children. I'd like to say this. If you make Rana start reading about science or something and, and you want to educate your kids that way, you should happen. know she's a creationist, not a Big Bang Theory. Yes, you should know that. <laughs> and then I'm a Lamachian, not a Darwinian. They should know that also. Correct. Yeah. I've always been a Lamachian, not a, Just, not a Darwinian. You know, Rana, I don't even know what that means. I mean, I know what Darwinism is, but I don't know what- Lamach believed that- Animals evolved basically in one generation, and so that that oh. they would just adapt on the fly as opposed to uh, over time. Well, that's the French; they they act on instinct. I'm you sure know, there's somebody more, 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 more. I'm sure somebody's going to tell me I'm wrong about that, but that's fine. I'm not a biologist, so if you if you want to correct me, I'm I'm here for it, as Brian would say. Sure. Are you still saying that? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'd say that. I say, um, what's the other one I always say? Pandemic. Uh, pandemic. Which we got from Naomi. Yep. I say them all, Rana. I yeah. say them all. Yeah. Okay. We have a absolutely fabulous guest today. We happen to have sent him the Ask Rana Coffee. Yeah. And as a beautiful baker, et cetera, that he is, he was he was kind enough to make us a very own recipe. He did, there was a heat wave in London when he received the coffee. So he did a Sicilian granita with a whipped cream and a brioche. It looked so beautiful. Gorgeous. And uh, my assumption is is he used the carriage house blend for that because it really is a DACA. uh, Deeper roast. Not DACA roast, but a more pure coffee is what I should say. Do you think when we do our- The vanilla is actually a DACA roast. Our live show castle tour throughout Europe. Yes, that when we sing opera from the from the parapets <laughs> exactly. of, the diff- of of uh, Europe's greatest castles. Yeah, is he going to bake for us? Is he going to be the, cater? Will he cater will he the be green the room? Tour baker? I don't know. That's a add that to your list of questions that we. I'll have ask him. him he's, he'll cater the green rooms while we Absolutely. travel. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but uh, so we sent him the coffee, and so he used it for a recipe, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It really um, is. Yeah. So anyway, we want to remind people if they want to buy the coffee, askronacoffee.com. I am continuing to enjoy it. As you can see here, I'm drinking out of my beautiful Kiss Kiss mug. I made a frozen drink today, so I'm drinking out of a straw. I was going to say you're drinking out of a straw. I'm, uh, I made a, an ice drink, as I always do. 
And, and I have sweaty lips too. Just and the like lips you. Are, are moist. <laughs> Perfect for a Friday. I love when you do that little. See, if people could see this show, we've got to stop putting up the free feed episodes so people can see your little. Your little hand tingles and your little yeah, finger little, touches. You tap dance with your hands. People don't know. My little devil dancing. Your little lobster tips. That's yeah. right. Yes. That's uh, right. But in any event, it's askronacoffee.com. As I always say, I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it. So people should subscribe. Yes. You subscribe, you save $3. The yes. shipping is always free on all domestic coffee orders. Excuse That's right. me, which I love. Uh, and you can cancel the subscription anytime. You can you decide how often you want to get it. You know, once a week, Ed once a Kimble, month, whatever. And Kimber. I'll ask Ed Kimball. Kimber. Kim, Kimber, I mean. Yep. I'll ask Ed Kimber. He did pay for the shipping on the coffee we sent? He did not. I paid for the shipping and I actually did an expedited shipping because I was sending it internationally. And if people are ordering from England or Australia, whatever, of course it takes a little longer. I mean, things are crazy with COVID. Would you be upset if I asked him for that shipping money back? I would, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll figure okay. out some other way. Okay. Okay. Should we get to our guest? Yeah. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Brian. Rana. I'm, I'm popping out of my chair right I'm now. like pitter-patter all over my breasts. Like I, I'm so excited. <laughs> Speaking of which, you haven't done a body pad on sign of privileges in a minute. Do they want one? Well, I don't know if they want one, but they paid for it. That's all I know. All right, they're I'm getting. They're going to get a really good one this week. Okay, well, I hope it's a pitter patter of little breasts. Is, it if, is. if you're lucky, if you're lucky, it is. Uh, I am so excited because you know I live in two worlds. Okay, with the pandemic, it's hard, but I absolutely London is my town. It is England is my country. My I've been to, country. to London with you, Rana. And you do run it. I never feel more free than I'm just walking the streets of London. It is a wonderful feeling. And my seat of power, I have a couple of them. But one place that I love more than anything is Borough Market. Yeah. And Ed and I were talking back and forth. I'm so excited. We have Ed Kimba. This is a real... (sighs) Come on. not just the winner of the Great British Bake Off. He is the winner. The, the original winner. The original winner. He's got like 5 million cookbooks out. One more successful than the next. We're so excited to have you on today, Ed. I can't, I can't handle it. The author no, I find of, it. I'm going to, Ed, don't l- talk. I'm going to keep l- going. Go for it. Go for it. Say it with credits. Say it with cake. The Boy Who Bakes, which is also his handle. Excuse on me. On Instagram and stuff. Excuse me. Patisserie made simple. And. pronunciation. What you think? <laughs> and your newest is one tin bakes, which in America would be one pan. 
I have to we say. We had arguments about that. I really yeah. wanted to call it one Well, you all seem to know it. each other really well. <laughs> oh, you and the publisher. You know what, Brian? <laughs> Sorry. Me and well, Lana had discussions about what to call the book I a have, year ago. I well, wouldn't be is, surprised. It, well, Ed sent me a proof, and he sent me the, fo- the pictures from the photo shoot, and I, I said, Ed. And I asked Ed to lose all brioche in the book, but he didn't, <laughs> but he didn't listen to me. Sorry, nice. sorry. I said, Ed. A lot Ed, of people like it. They're not here for the brioche. That's a that's a bread book. That's not this book. But we had a little disagreement about that. You can uh, skip the bread chapter. It's but fine. one tin bakes is so much cuter than one pan bakes. Who wants <laughs> one pan makes it sound like it's some kind of a post war? You know what it sounds like? We have it's a little the, depressive. Ed, we have something here, and I hope to God they don't have this in England and that it never made it there. Called dump cakes. Have you ever heard of this? There is a there's a recipe inspired by dump cake in the book. You're kidding. Is that literally no. you just throw everything in? Brian, so come on. This is your is, favorite commercial that you've ever seen. Ed, tell him what a dump cake is, and then I'm gonna tell Brian about the commercial. We're gonna run the commercial at the end of this episode. So basically it's tinned fruit, so like pie filling. Okay. And then you take box cake mix, but you add no liquid, no eggs, you scatter it. No the dry stuff on top of the fruit and then you put a few pieces of butter and then you put it in the oven. That's brilliant. It, mm, I oh. would see it before. It l- My version's not that because it's, I couldn't make there's it taste a reason like- it's, There's a reason it's called a dump cake. Not, <laughs> not uh, you know, a, per, a, a simple cake. Or well, you know whatever. what, Rana? If I were dumped, that sounds pretty good to me. Well, yes. If you mm-hmm. were dumped, you'd want to dump a can of, of pumpkin <laughs> right into a cake mix and then dump yourself into a tub and eat the whole thing out of one tin. Ed, what's exactly. yours? What's your recipe like for that? So the idea for mine was to take that simplicity but make it easier. So it's actually like a cake mix that you make and put in a jar. And then all you do is you pour that into the tin. You add egg whites, butter, and stir it together to make an actual batter. And then you scatter it with fresh fruit and bake it. It's like a kind of, do you know what a financier is? Yes. So it's like a big sheet financier. Oh, so how really nice. That does sound Lovely. delicious and indulgent. It's the same but- kind of quick idea, but... Hopefully it's an tasty. easy bake oven cake. You do, it's, yes. a pa- it's a packet, add water, add some. It, it's a, it's a dry, yeah. add wet. But yeah. the dump cake, Ed, and Brian, the fact that you don't know dump cakes is my favorite. I think favorite. I've seen like a magazine cover no, that said that yeah, on it. Uh, well, sure, probably oh. they have a grocery store magazine. But yeah. there is a commercial. And the only person that loves this more than me is Paul F. Tompkins. Excuse me. I'll look it up. And there is a commercial, and it's just one of those infomercials where the woman just can't every, get it right. Every no, every recipe she does fourteen recipes in thirty seconds. So it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this. And so for dump cake, she says it's perfect. Grab this. Add a can of soda. Everything is add a can of soda. Uh-huh. Add a box of this. Add a thing of that. And she's one of those women. She looks like in Poltergeist, the woman that plays the organ that Zelda walks up- Rubenstein. Who walks up the aisle at the end exactly squeaking. Yes. She looks like that. And then she has a perfect manicure like the people that do the snack master, which, by the way, I could sell anything on HSN. Look at these nails. It's true, Ron. Come on. Look at that. See that? I could do that right on HSN. <laughs> but dump cakes is your favorite commercial. Add a can of soda. It's I'll a pineapple it. upside, up, upside down cake. How for? about a, a pizza pie? Right, yeah. Add what a, is she add selling? A tomato like, sauce. What is this woman selling? She's selling her dump cake book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I do a pop quiz before we start with the questions? Definitely. Mm-hmm. This is trivia, English trivia. 
Okay. Oh, it's a, okay. so it's like a pub quiz. It's a pub quiz. Yeah. My favorite. I love a pub quiz, except when they start getting into the cricket questions. It gets very tricky for me. Yeah. Well, the, for, now I have two questions for trivia. The first question is- Test match. Who was the British actress who starred in Titanic? Kate Winslet. Yes. What, who are these questions my second, for? My second question- <laughs> a, a third grader? Yeah. My second question is, what the hell- is a biscuit, and what the hell is a cracker? Because so which one of those is a cookie? A biscuit. A biscuit's a cookie. Okay. So a biscuit basically is, we kind of use the word cookie now, but biscuit oh. really means like a slightly drier, a biscuit you can break. So it's more like an American sweet cracker. Got it. Well, a biscuit is something I want to work on a biscuit or a biscotti or something like that. And Ed, maybe you can help me that Mm -hmm. I want to make, I want to find the perfect biscuit or biscotti or something to include with the coffee when we send it out so that people can have that experience of having just a little cookie on the side of their coffee. Now, you know what would be really funny, Rana? What? Because guess what a biscotti is shaped like? Well, I- So if you made it look like that. You- (laughs) I haven't seen too. I haven't seen too many penises that get skinny on both sides, Brian. But well, again, then you, don't ask body, me to pull down my you, pants. They're your body parts, they're not mine. That's right. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's the quiz. And um, why the extra D? Let's get into uh, it. Oh, this is a really so. You, this will mean nothing to either of you because it's about a childhood TV star. So when I was a little kid, both my parents are very religious. And I grew up in this kind of very traditional household. And all my friends at school thought I was this really boring kid. And Edward seemed posh, even though I, I don't know why. So there was a puppet on TV that was a duck that had a green Mohican. And he spelled his name E-D-D. So I just assumed that was how you spelt it. So it was me trying to be cooler. So you were born Edward. Edward and then you did mm-hmm. E-D-D yourself. Yeah, when I was about seven. Oh, my yeah. God. That's, a, that's you actually You added fantastic. the D. Yeah, I love that. A Mohican, Brian, is a mohawk. I know, Rana. I don't know what you know. That's the uh, truth. Never mind the bullets, I never Rana. know till I know. You didn't know dump cakes. That's your, that's your thing, Brian. You're that's the king true. of dump cakes. That's just the kind of thing that you would love to watch. Is the, When you watch this dump cakes commercial, you're going to go crazy. Oh, I don't doubt it. Now, Ed, we could, I, feel, I, I feel frustrated because all I want to do is t- chat with you, but that's not why we're here. It just isn't. No. No. We're here here because we have desperate people that are desperate for advice. And it's not just about banking. In fact, maybe none of it's about banking. (laughs) But Rana, at the end of the day, and Ed, you'll agree, isn't everything about banking? In In these times, it certainly is. That's I do, true. I do have a question about that. If if mm-hmm. banking is something that you take comfort in, Ed, and mm-hmm. is also your profession, mm. what happens during the pandemic? What do you do to take comfort? Because that's your Very job. Very nice question. So it's that's the thing true. that everyone else uses to calm down, but it's really your job. And I'm sh- and I also mm. do wonder, and you're never going to answer this honestly, so I shouldn't even ask the question. But I do wonder. If becoming a professional baker or a celebrity baker, let's be honest, a champion baker, yeah, a best-selling baking author, sure, I do wonder if that's the thing that is your passion. If at some point you feel 
trapped by it or you feel exhausted by it. A so, little bit like Brian becoming an actor. I mean, Brian, I'm sure, uh, truly though, I mean, I'm sure you were the, absolutely the most charming, entertaining, still are, child, et cetera, that ever lived. But there have to be days where you say, you know what I don't feel like doing? I don't feel like talking. Are like, you, you kidding? Have to, That's my entire your, life now is how to get out of talking. Because you have to, because it's <laughs> you, but it's your job. Exactly. Because your passion became your job. So I am curious how that translates. It's all very heightened by the pandemic. And also, yeah. do you still have a pandemic in England? We should have asked for the European report. Great question. Yeah, we're still, we're still, we're supposed to be properly in lockdown and wearing masks. And it drives me crazy every time I go outside and there's 300 people wearing them around their face, but not on their nose or yeah. under their chin. But yeah. I would say, so baking has always been the thing I loved, but doing it as a job, it does take away something. Yeah. And so during the pandemic, it wasn't the thing that I would go, do you know what? I'm going to make some banana bread to calm down. Yeah. I didn't have that thing because it was what I did anyway. So sure. I haven't figured out what that thing should be yet. I'm still, <laughs> so you, still well, trying to figure out. Are you out. a subscriber to Rana Reed's yet? Have I, have I been tucking you in at night? You've got to try <laughs> the that. Caterpillar. Yeah, the very yes. hungry caterpillar. Uh, or the call map, I have to say, is lovely. But you live not far from Borough Market, is that right? I do. I'm very sadly leaving in about a month. I'm just hopefully buying my first apartment. So, <gasps> oh congratulations. My goodness. Thank you. I was hoping I would find out like half an hour ago, but I haven't found out yet. Can I ask where you're, gonna, where you're headed? I'm going completely the opposite side of London. So I'm going north London, uh, northeast well, London. Well, North London is my absolute favorite place. I mean, are you Which going? Area? So, are you going to sort of Highgatey? Are you go? Are we going to Crouch End? Where are we going? I'm going to Walthamstow. Oh, okay. Oh. So, kind of near, not too. It's north of the Olympic Park. So, you have the Olympic Park, then Leighton, then Walthamstow. So, it's Fabulous. fairly far out. But I love yeah. living here at the moment. The best thing about living here is the fact I can walk to Borough Market every day. And actually, that was one of the things we did during pandemic, but during the lockdown is it's so close to our house and it's one of the few places that still stayed open. I did I would wonder. Walk there every day and yeah, just I, kind of have a wonder. So if Rana and I are staying near Borough Market or Soho or Marleybone or wherever we stay, you'll send a car t- to pick us up to go back to your place to try some of your food? I literally, the problem of the pandemic is I haven't had anyone to give any food to. Um, yeah. The Pied Piper of baking. I literally, if I have a meeting, if I'm seeing friends, I carry it with me to get it out of my house. So, oh my God. Yes, I will send a car so to no bring one, you So yes. no one, you don't have any any friend, any neighbors that you can You don't have any friends, Ron? Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> it just sounds that way. No, do you know what my friends do Sounds like it sounds how day. Ed made friends as a young child as he used to <gasps> cook, bake and say, I have a treat for you. I have so an my, extra D and he has a, he has a tin of cookies. So my neighbors, speaking of neighbors, do this very weird thing. And they've been doing it all of lockdown. They watch Friends all day, Mm. every day. And they have done for six months. I can hear every word through the walls. Disappointing. My God. Disappointing. (laughs) I can tell you which episode they're watching. They've moved on to Big Bang Theory now. It's... It's it's you're, mo- you're moving just in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do hope you're taking a stroll around the South Bank, though, Ed. I mean, if I were you, yeah. the reason I love I love Borough Market for so many reasons, but one of my favorite things is that Brian and I would never stay near Borough Market. That is mm-hmm. not a hotel oh, that is acceptable. Right. Uh, but 
I often will stay in central London because I like to mm-hmm. be near the theaters and the restaurants, et cetera. And it's just one of my favorite walks to walk down to the National Theater or to have an early lunch at Borough Market before I go to the National Theater. And everyone knows Brindisa is my favorite place to eat in Borough Market. Sure. There are a lot it of good places, place. but it is yeah. a cla- classic Spanish. Can I do Home one more quiz olives. very fast? Yes, because this episode is already, we I know, have I'm to sorry. end. This we one will be fast. End. It's already over. Which of these is a neighborhood in London. A, Westminster. B, Beverly Hills. C, uh, Cairo. It's very tough. But I think, I think I'm going to go for A. That's right. Three for three. Look at that. Thank you. Speaking, I should say, speaking of (laughs) trivia... Yes. People need to be listening very carefully to this episode because it's another one of those for the first time ever. What I'm going to do is I'm going to announce the giveaway before we even get into the questions. And I want to tell people that are listening. This is a watch and win or a listen and win or whatever you want to call it. It's a scratch and sniff. And so this is a scratch and sniff, which means I give away for today for whoever is the saddest or the most deserving person on our stack. (laughs) is a copy of Ed's book and a gorgeous tin, a Nordic wear tin, a nine by 13, which is what you need to do all the recipes in the book. And that is coming very generously straight from Ed and his publisher, excuse me. Do you know that my baking sheets back in LA are all Nordic wear? It's quarter sheets and half sheets of Nordic wear. They are the best. The best. There you go. We were meant to be on a book tour in Minneapolis and then Corona. Well, Corona. Yeah, she's a she is a uh, a saucy mistress, Corona. Not a baker. Uh, but that's going to be our giveaway. And what we're going to do is on our Ask Rana Instagram, we are going to give away five copies. Five. Five. You know what? I want to support Ed and I want to support his book. So I, we are buying five. I'm gonna, Brian's going to have to talk to me about the balance sheet after this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let, I'll, we'll figure we it are, out. We are purchasing and sending five copies of this book to uh, our listeners. But it's a watch and win. So there's going to be a trivia question from within the episode. And then we'll post it on Instagram like we did with the uh, COVID Kiki. Yes. Is it going to come so, from Brian's quiz? It uh, might... You never know, but it probably might. not likely uh, because they were the easiest questions I've oh, ever Oh, I have heard. an idea about the giveaways whenever. I can do it later or now, whichever. Well, I was <laughs> just thinking like- or lobster t-shirts? No, but I would love to see what Ed could bake with lobsters, but also- A lobster bread. That, is there a way in our giveaways now that we, we could do like a barter system where they have to give us something uh, back? <laughs> Why don't, you go move in, in why don't pin. you go move in next to Ed and you can gain 25 pounds That's by next true. week? That's true. I would love yeah. it. I would love it. But okay. Ed, you must have, Nate. Why don't you just put a little stand out? You should do a cute little stand. Actually, honestly, Ed. Make a you, cake you of the a Rachel. Publicity? You yeah. want a little publicity? Here's what you do. When the book comes out, mm-hmm. you're making all this crap anyway. Go to, go down to your corner. It's a very mm-hmm. if you live in Bermondsey, which is I think where you live, it's a very pretty little street. Bermondsey High Street. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. where you are, but it it's a very pretty little street. You go down there, you set up a little table on your little cobblestone street. Rana, he's like a celebrity. Excuse me. I'm not finished with my pitch. Oh. And you set up your Ed's bake sale. Okay. 
you can either just give away to people or you can sell it and give the money to whoever. Mm-hmm. But you set up your little bake stand to make it cute as can be. Just like call call your friend who's probably your friend who was the Bake Off uh, production designer and get them to put a mint green ribbon on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then somebody calls the evening standard or they call whoever you need to call. I'm sure you have a publicist, Ed. Excuse me. We just sold another 300,000 copies of the book. Okay. <laughs> What could it's a very be cuter? Busy street you, no, but it, but people will come because they'll know. But you keep them so you keep them six feet apart, and you, and mm-hmm. when it's over, when you run out of stuff, it's over. But people will be coming to come get your your baked goods every night. Excellent. It's a pretty as long good as they're idea. paying me the money and getting it out of my house, that's fine. That's Ed, right. We're talking about publicity here. You're setting up a village, a little village fate on Bermondsey High Street. That's what I'm suggesting. That's give the a feeling. Whisper of the book. It's a stand. It's a stand that just. And if people want to bring their car, books, maybe you'll sign them. But you don't mm-hmm. want them to get too close. But One time it's I thought I saw a Winona Judd of a village fate. <laughs> Winona Judd. One time. I, you thought you saw. I was her. at Intelligentsia. <laughs> the co- there's a fancy coffee shop in LA mm-hmm. called Intelligentsia, and I thought she was working behind the counter. I mean, because she never looked like anything that I had ever seen before. And I was like, "Is could that be? It you wasn't. You saw somebody that had Just three, three feet of red hair? I did. And she has not been there since. No. And for maybe a second, was I was her. like, is this like, and I thought it was maybe like undercover a punk boss. thing. Undercover yes. boss. And I was yeah. like, maybe she's like working undercover. But that yeah. quickly, I realized it was not her. Okay. This episode okay. is already way too long, Brian. I'm going to I'm having so question. much fun. Okay. Well, that's a problem. Yeah, okay. Right. That's okay. a problem. All right. uh, Ed, I think that's a pretty good idea I just gave you, I want to say. And I'm hoping to see it in the pages of the the gossip pages. People love that. England mm-hmm. is a giant village. That's yes. what it is. And it is I true. I have to say, Bermondsey is a village, 100%. It's You've, so you know. adorable, Bermondsey High Street. Yeah. And there's just wonderful restaurants safely. there. Yeah. Do it safely. But to be, you know what it would feel like, Ed? It would feel mm-hmm. like the Jubilee. Remember when the Jubilee was happening? <laughs> And I was there for the the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And every little, it was so charming. All these little blocks in London had block yeah. parties where people put up their, uh, their Union Jack, um, you know, whatever you, what do you want to call it? The bunting. Banners or mm-hmm. something, yeah. The bunting and the banners. And people came from out of their houses. And again, we're not encouraging people to gather in droves, but people came out of their houses and they had block parties, and it was absolutely charming. It was the closest thing to the fourth, what like we have the fourth of July here. It was yeah, very, it was very, very sweet. unusual. It does not feel. And it looked gorgeous. Ed, have you met any royal ever? I well, I've sung for the Queen. Why? <laughs> Were you like in a boys' choir or something, or like what? How did you do yeah. that? <laughs> so you you want to know who this before X Factor in the UK there was a show this called episode's Pop a Idol. Disaster. Yeah, and Top Idol. Who, Pop, pop idol. idol. That's how oh, si- Simon started yeah, on yeah, yeah, pa- yeah. Pop Idol. Gotcha. That's how and Simon Cowell became Simon Cowell. Pop Idol it. first, then X Factor, yeah. then American Idol. And pop she was idol a judge on American that show. Idol. <laughs> Ed, you were a contestant. <laughs> no, 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 no. So one of the guy, the guy who came second was in the cathedral choir that I sang in, and every year the Queen would come to a cathedral for an Easter service. And so I sang for the Queen at the Easter service. But then wow. I also randomly met Prince Charles for dinner. <laughs> How did you meet Prince Charles for dinner? That's, you know, Rana has like, a, she might not admit it, 
She has a crush on Prince Charles. I don't have a crush. Really? And I'm, a, I'm a big fan. She's a big fan. He I, was very chatty, surprisingly. And well, I, I think was, he gets a couple of a couple of lilettes in him, and, and also he like loves uh, talking yeah. about food, doesn't Lillette. he? I mean, he has that whole. Well, thing. this was at his. He has a food. He had a food company, right? And the dinner was to celebrate the Dutchie, the, the, Anna, the Dutchie originals. Yeah, yeah, Dutchie originals. When did they cl- stop that though? He just no. Gave they up, still have it. He just he's sold giving the up company. the le- he's giving up the lease on the farm now because he does, <laughs> he's preparing to become king. Right. Exactly. Well, we had la- it in one of week. his houses. We had dinner in one of his castles in Scotland. Oh my it was gosh. very strange. It was at the castle that's next to that community that he built. I don't know. So he built that castle in Scotland. There's a working farm off off it of probably that. is that one. Yes. Then, yeah. Anyway, I, look, he's an absolute. He also, you know, brings his own bed when he, if you invite him to stay at your house, <laughs> they bring his bed in advance, which I also I won't admire. Invite him then. Which I admire I and respect. That. Mm-hmm. So who was at this dinner? And just give it to us. This is Brian. I hate this episode. I know you do, Rana. But I knew once I asked that question, this you'd is get more curious. A, this is we're going to call this episode "The Cat in the Hat" with Ed Kimba. That's fine. You, you mean he came here? Who's the cat in this situation? The two of you are a couple of cats, and I'm just <laughs> the I'm little just, girl. No, boy. I'm Nanny from Peter Pan, who's just backing in the corner, and everybody Trying says to- you'd love to control us, but you're just a dog. You're not yeah. our mother. You're just a dog. So well, who was at this dinner, and I need to know. I don't think there was anybody famous. It was lots of food journalists and uh, food writers to celebrate the anniversary of the company. There was maybe 40 people there, yeah. maybe. Um, and he was there most of the night and then just very quietly disappeared. My we weren't really guy. allowed him around that long. French exit. The best. Exactly. Very quiet French exit. Uh, well, no one can leave till he leaves. So that that exactly. was nice of him to leave. You know, you can't exactly. just like we learned when we read about Maggie. Bryant, Princess you Caroline. No one can go anywhere. Until no, not Princess Caroline. Who was Princess it? Caroline? Also, Princess yes. Caroline in the chiffon trenches, but Princess Margaret in her. Oh, book, in seventy-seven. She, yeah, she just kept doing coke and drinking till four in the morning, and then everybody had to do what she wanted to do. That's they right. They couldn't leave until she left. That's right. And I have an important question. Mm-hmm. Where in London do you shop for food? Piccadilly or? Circus for for food. Yes, I'm cu- curious what your favorite little shops or stands are, and Piccadilly I'm also Circus. curious what the feeling is in London right now. What the is M&M the feeling store. in town? Um, <laughs> it's very weird because so I live south of the river, which is where Bermondsey is. And it's very close. Yeah, to right near Tower Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower Bridge is like two minutes from my house. Yeah. And it got stuck open the other day, by the way. I know. It wouldn't the, close. The, how about that? I love exactly. that. But I just love a drawbridge anyway. Is that so your tube that station kind of too? Uh, no, that would be London Bridge. I London kind of live between the two. Yeah. Um, but there is... Um, so and the yeah, Bridge the, Theatre is the, down there is fabulous also. The Bridge Theatre is great. So um, It's really lovely. And they have it's that a, nice ivy below it that they've done, yeah. Yeah. But you know that the you know that the field that it's built on was a Papa's burial ground. Mm-hmm. You know that, yeah. Yeah. Papa who? Papa Smurf, Brian. That's who. <laughs> I think it was Papa John. But yeah, they're oh, buried together. Pizza dump cakes. Throw in a can of tomato sauce and yep. a pepperoni. Throw and a diet in the coke. Yeah. yeah, and a diet coke. That's what it is, Brian. You're gonna lose your mind. Uh, 
So, so just give me a stalls, couple of places food, you go yeah. for sure. Yeah, where you get, where do you get your bread? Where do you get when you're not making it? Where do you get your produce? Where do you get, you know, I'm just curious if you have any places So there is a bakery uh, just down the road from me. It's a commercial bakery and they only open on a Sunday to the public. It's called Little Bread Peddler. And they sell bread to restaurants, to coffee shops, and they make great stuff. And some of my friends are pastry chefs there. So I go there for bread. Oh. Um, kind of okay. where we live, there's lots of little delis and... It's kind of this very bougie yes, area. Yes, it's fabulous. Um, it's, it's nice, but it's a little pretentious. But it's nice. Sure. Um, but there's yeah, Ed, so many places. Who, who makes the best croissant in London that isn't you? Ooh. Um, there is a baker from um, Dubai, I think he's from. He's French um, originally, and he has a bakery in Dubai called Barafat. And it's in Soho, and it's kind of very high-end patisserie. And his croissant is very classic, but it's delicious. Barafat? It's not that popular as a place. Arafat, I think. Barafat. Oh, Barafat. Barra with a B. (laughs) It's it's, not Arafat. If it's Arafat, I can't go. So I need to know. Yeah, I was going to say that that's a really, that's a hot border. Mm -hmm. Um, Dear Ron O'Brien and esteemed guests. Okay. Oh, this question's 30 paragraphs long. So if you need to go to the bathroom and take a break, this is your chance. Do you want to read it, Ron, or do you want me to? Thank you for your thoughtful and humorous advice each week. Listening to this podcast feels like a warm hug from dear friends slash aunts. I've learned so much, aunts, Aunt Brian. Aunt Brian. I've learned so much from you both, and I cannot even begin to tell you how much this podcast has meant to me during these confusing times. Now my question. Last September, I met a guy on a dating app, and we hit it off right away. He had to. He had just moved across the country for a new job as an epidemiologist for the CDC. Excuse me. You probably see where this is going. He was only briefly in my city visiting the central CDC office before starting at another office six hours away. We went on two dates before he had to leave, and we really liked each other, so we decided to continue the relationship long distance. He was attentive and romantic, calling me every day. I began to think this could work. He was required to come back to the main CDC office each month, so we would meet up and spend a few days together before he went back home. We didn't know how long he would need to stay at his home office, uh, at his home office, as it was a temporary position that would eventually relocate to another another office closer to where I live. We became exclusive after a month and all was well. He eventually got a job at another office much closer to me and was looking to buy a house. Then the pandemic happened. Okay, I wondered. Timing. As a CDC epidemiologist, he was now completely swamped each and every day. CDC is the Center for Disease Control. It's you like don't our and your NIH, which I don't think that's what it's called. Oh, okay. I think it is. National Institute of Health. Yes. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. That's our first trivia question. <laughs> we tried our hardest to communicate, but he began pulling away, as you can imagine. He was stressed and working day and night and no longer putting effort into our relationship. We would, go, uh, we would often go days without speaking to each other. He ignored texts and calls. I offered to drive up to see him, but his schedule was so erratic and he was so exhausted that we never met up. In July, I had a family emergency that caused a major upheaval. I was angry, confused, and upset, and I went to my boyfriend for comfort. He was so wrapped up in work that he wasn't able to be there for me in my time of need. After a while, I told him that we needed a break. I wasn't feeling supported anymore, and he wasn't allowing me to support him. Very generous. We agreed to pause our relationship until things calmed down and he was able to buy a house and move closer. 
It's been a few weeks and I'm struggling with that decision. Was it the right call? Am I being fair to myself and to him? I love him and want to be with him, but he wasn't there for me when I needed him. We agreed that I could see other people in the meantime if I wanted to, but the idea of dating during a pandemic is not appealing at all. With no end in sight to the pandemic, I don't even know when we would get back together if we chose to do so. I'm feeling very confused and any insight or advice on the situation would be much appreciated. P.S. If it helps, I'm 27 and he's, uh-oh, 29. Her, parent, her parenthetical, not mine. Kiss, kiss. Melissa, not my real name. Well, Ed, what do you think? I think you have to give him a little bit of a break because he's working very hard on a pandemic. But if he's not giving you what you need, then you have to look after yourself and protect yourself and pull back if that's what you need to do. You can't constantly be waiting for disappointment. But it is a pandemic, so maybe give him a break. I don't understand how you know someone long distance and after a month of long distance, which means you've probably seen each other five days. We had two dates. Two dates. How you could even be exclusive or expect that. I think that's a really tall order. Um, Well, they had two dates and then it sounds like they spent a few days together here, a few days together there. I they guess. had two dates. They decided to become exclusive. Then he would travel to where she was for maybe, let's call it a month or two, every two weeks or something. Oh, he would stay a few months? No, he would come, let's say, I'm making this up. For a couple days, But what I'm reading here is, uh, okay, hold on. We went on two dates before he had to leave, and we really liked each other, so we decided to continue dating, basically. Oh, okay. He was attentive and romantic, calling her blah, 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 of course. Uh So we became exclusive after a month and all was well. He eventually eventually got a job at another office much closer to me and he was looking to buy a house. Then the pandemic happened. Wait, but we- Oh, so they were on the path, I guess, to like- Sorry, he was was required to come back to the main CDC office each month. So we would meet up and spend a few days together before he went back home. So let's say they've been dating six months. Oh, sorry, they met last September. Okay. Last September, they met on a dating app. They had two dates. They were in different cities. He decided, then they decided they liked each other. So they decided, let's just date each other. They had that Mm -hmm. conversation. Let's see where this goes. We're not going to date other people. Then every month he would come back for work. And let's say he would come on a Thursday and leave on a Monday instead of, you know, so they would spend, he would come for work and then they'd spend the weekend together a few days living together, quote unquote. Which, by the way, I think is great when you're in an established relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was going well. I don't but think it's it was good to long, start out like that. It was a long distance, so that was going well. They were spending as much time together as they could. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to buy a house near her or in between her and this other office, and his job was going to move, et cetera. And then the pandemic hit. So now we're into March, probably. Mm-hmm. So they started dating in September, And then it was this long distance with a few day bursts. And then they were making plans to be nearer each other. And then the pandemic hit. It feels like it's just stumbling block after stumbling block. Like they've had it really, really hard. Starting out a relationship as long distance has to be surely the hardest way. Because I think it's the same when you're on a dating app. The connection is very different when you're talking to someone via distance rather than actually being together and then not being able to live together and then the pandemic like it's 
it's going to be tough. When and you- also, it sounds like, I don't know, and I don't mean to come down hard on Melissa at all. Um, it sounds like you really are into this guy, which is great. I just think also, like, you probably do just need to take a step back because when you mentioned that he ignored your calls and texts and then you'd offered to come see him, like, that's not what he wanted or needed in that moment. I think that that's a lot of pressure and maybe you were accelerating too fast. Um, And I think you just need to, if he says it's okay, if you see other people, he probably means it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... And again, I, I don't think you've done anything wrong. I bet it's, it might just be a case of you just need to let go of the reins a little bit. Ed, when you were doing Bake Off, mm-hmm. were you in a relationship? I was painfully single. Okay. So it's not like you were with somebody and you were no. having to be in this intense time of your life. And then- No, I have dated with distance, though. I dated um, a guy from L.A., for a while uh-huh. and he was a um, oh, now i understand what's going on here <laughs> he that's was right a, i didn't realize yeah. this mm-hmm. was a reunion episode now <laughs> I have I a lot to say mm-hmm. <laughs> ryan yeah. this we'll is your chance way. let's find out let's find out what ed's side of the long distance story was well i can tell you my side as a prank <laughs> i was in the place he was renting and i put an iron in the microwave and turned it to <laughs> four minutes and it exploded at thought it would be funny. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. They cost me so much money in my deposit. I'm that was still awesome paying it back, it. Ryan. I'm really sorry. I'll buy your book. I'll buy your book. You so better buy five. Ed, I will. He, well, he's buying five. Yeah. Uh, well, he's buying two and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, Ed, you were in a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the long distance part was not very long. He was a uh, a songwriter and producer who was making an album for someone in London. That's how we met. Okay. And then he was here for a long time and then went back to the US for a month because he had to go for work or something. I can't remember. And that month just kind of broke it because I think that lack of communication, even though we tried really hard to stay connected, when he came back, it just wasn't the same. And I think sometimes the distance just shows there wasn't the best connection to start with. And I think it feels like... He is maybe telling her that he doesn't want to be. He's you know he's not responding to messages. He's telling her that he can that she can date other people. It feels like he's not standing up and saying what he actually thinks, but he's subtly at least telling her. I have this is not I have some news here for everybody, which again this is just me being a Rana witch. This is me being a chilly witch. Whether this is accurate or not. Melissa can write back to us and tell. That's fine, but you're honestly your track record's pretty stellar. So I'm getting a chilly witch tingling sensation here. Sure. The key to this letter is that she had a very intense thing happen with her family, whatever that was. Right. Uh, and he was not there for her. Yeah, we didn't even moment. touch that yet. Right. Imagine that these are people that can surmount all of these obstacles that we've discussed, which really, this is part of being 20. This is, and in some ways, this is the 27, 29 thing. I hate to say it. I mean, I'm glad she told us the ages, but this is the plight of the 29 year old male 
which we all know, as I believe, songs have been written about and ships have crashed into rocks over this very problem for centuries, except probably 300 years ago, it was the plight of the 19-year-old man and not the 29-year-old man. Uh, (laughs) But then the 14-year-old man a thousand years before that. But I also think this guy's a scientist, it's a little bit like being married to a doctor. Oh, I wouldn't I see. be shocked if this guy was, maybe, maybe not. If he was older, I'd feel more secure in this in this take. But because he's twenty nine, as we know, all bets are off. I think there's something either a little spectrumy, or a little self involved and a little selfish, often about these kinds of people. They are. Totally, it's a little bit like dating a medical student, where they are totally uh, consumed. consumed by their profession mm-hmm. and their job, and it is incredibly important to them. And that's admirable. You know, that's admirable. We're not going to get a vaccine without people like this. We're not going to get advancements in, you know, surgery or whatever without people that are totally obsessed and dedicated and care about being top in their field. But something always suffers. And obviously the personal life is usually one of the first things to go. And so if you want to be a doctor's wife or you want to be a uh, epidemiologist's wife, this is really what you're signing up for. This is the life. He comes first. And you can't really need something from him. Mm. That's remember we got that letter Especially from the right doctor. Remember we got mm-hmm. the letter from the exactly. doctor's wife. The doc we got a letter from a doctor's wife. I don't yes. know six months ago. Lovely girl. She was about thirty years old. She had two small kids. I think her husband was going to the hospital and working on corona, and she felt that he was putting them at risk because he wasn't taking care of his health and he wasn't washing his hands. Everything he was doing at the hospital, he was bringing home basically. Mm. But what he really wasn't doing was acknowledging how hard everything was for her with what she was up to. And that was a woman that had been married to that guy. They'd been together since high school. She had been through medical school with him, everything. And she did write back to us and say, I sat, I played the episode for my husband And he had this moment of epiphany, understanding how hard he had been making things for her and that he needed to make some changes. Fabulous. But that's after putting in 10 years Mm -hmm. of putting up with this kind of behavior. Right. If this is the kind of guy, and by the way, that's fine. There are people who don't mind. It doesn't mean you're a doormat or a mouse. There's some people that are just totally independent. And so when they're completely there for their partner, but then they live a totally separate life all day long. And they are fine with, not everybody wants to spend every minute with the person they're in a relationship with. And they're fine with the time that they have together and how they spend it. But this guy isn't really giving you a basic level of respect when it comes to being in a relationship. He really doesn't care if this sinks or swims. It doesn't mean he doesn't like you, but he is, this is also, by the way, as stressful of a time it is as it is for him, it is an incredibly exciting time. This right. is a once-in-a-lifetime work opportunity. He's an epidemiologist. What was he going to work on, measles? Sure. I mean, really? There is, there is a this pandemic is the and an outbreak. The only chance this has to work, in my opinion, 
is that you break up with him completely. And either he comes back around or he doesn't. Because the only other option is doing everything entirely on his terms. And you don't seem very happy with that. And you probably shouldn't be. I mean, if you really did have this big thing happen in your family and he really couldn't make time to be interested. He's also a 29-year-old guy. If he was 40, he should have already figured out this work-life balance. But this is the first, probably first or second time in his life that he's wanted to be in a relationship and then he had to choose work and he's just not really ready to settle down. Seems like he was going to buy a house, but now this totally exciting thing happened and he's not I ready. think you're right. I don't think that she's... Melissa clearly isn't happy with the way things are right now. And there's, I don't see any opportunity for them to, for her to be satisfied. No. Um, and, and the only way to change the rhythm of this thing, because right now it's you asking and asking and asking and him giving whatever he wants. The only way to change the rhythm also is to completely remove yourself from his orbit and to not be totally. available to him. He's not giving her what she needs and she's not going to get it from him right now so and he's not going to notice unless it's gone he's not <laughs> this is a guy that's drinking soylent for lunch i right. mean you know he's not even thinking about what he's eating no yeah he's this just is like working all the time like and you know you can't really relate to what he's going through to be honest I, with who you. even knows how often he's sneaking in a shower i would say yeah. once every three or four days yeah that's how it is it's bad timing unfortunately would you, what would you do to get bob's attention you know what, Brian, that's, 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 uh, let's just say I had one closet for my regular clothes (gasps) and another closet for my nighttime clothes. Can I see that closet? I gave a lot. I gave a lot of that to charity. (laughs) How many, how many negligees did I give to charity? That's true. Uh, yeah, let you know you got to keep it interesting. But I will say that look, Bob was a totally self-involved, dedicated to his profession kind of guy. But he was also equally dedicated to wanting to have a family, and making that work. And so, of course, were there times where Bob was not available to me when I wanted him to be? Yes. But I'm the kind of person who is only going to escalate something if I really need help with it. I take a lot of pleasure at taking care of things by myself and living my own life and having a lot of time to myself. But if I needed Bob's attention, I'd get it and he'd give it to me. But that's a contract and that's after people have to want to be there. This guy's not ready to settle down. He wanted to buy a house. Now the house is a great sort of symbol for all of this. He wanted to buy the house and then he stopped buying the house because he, you know, was called to duty. Right. Imagine Ed. he's a soldier at war, to be honest with you. Sure. Ed, are you in a relationship? I was just going to say, guess how old my boyfriend is. 29. <laughs> he's 29. <laughs> you know what, though? Is he, does he, is your, are you there for him even though you're very busy? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, okay. we both have, very, he's a corporate lawyer. So we have both, you know, very, very busy I lives. Like His that, is a Ed. Busy I like that, Ed. He's a fantasy couple. Good for you. <laughs> That's I like that. I can't wait to visit you two in Walthamstow. <laughs> Me too. And sing for the queen. But he wants to be in a relationship. Yeah, no, totally. It's that thing. Right. Of, it's been interesting because, you know, we've been living together in a way that we've never lived together before for six months. Yeah. You know, for three months, we were the only people we'd see. So you have to be in that place that you want that. Otherwise, yeah. if you don't want it, it's That's just never going to work. 
That's this true. guy is career focused at 29 as he should be. That is the age where a man wakes up and says, I'm going to die. And if I don't get to the top of my field right now, yeah. it's all over. You're and sort they, of setting they, the path. And they carry that anxiety with them every day, even yeah. though it's not, it shouldn't be felt on that level. There is a life force that overtakes them. It's and, a haunting time. And also to be perfectly fair to him, he is absolutely setting the groundwork now for the rest of his career. This is totally. a ma- make it a break of time. It just is. That's true. Yeah. Okay, Brian. All right. Um, have you ever like, Ed, when you're like getting into bed? Should I just go? You ever, no, sorry. I'll do it. I'll do it. When you're getting okay. into bed, what? Okay. When you're getting into bed, do you ever say like, B-E-D-D? Dis- <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly, Ronna. Or, mm-hmm, or when mm-hmm. you're getting into or when you're getting into Ed. Ronna. <laughs> Honestly, let's go to the next question because I wasn't I was gonna say something, but I think she said it. Well, mm-hmm. So when you're getting into bed, does he have a feed of brioche to his boyfriend? Well, yeah, that's another idea. Do you? What were you no. going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, do you ever say to him like, hey, um, ta- God, oh, well, I'm trying to think of, okay, do you ever say like, hey, could you believe that case today? Well, you know what I say? It's not going to work. I don't know how to say it. I wanted to say something legal. Like, oh. hey. How are those Let's fucker, I'll sue you. Right. What? <laughs> How are those briefs? Exactly. Yeah. That's the one. Oh, we have a case of habeas corpus here. Exactly. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. You were trying exactly. to think of some sexy lawyer talk. Yeah. I would love I'm going to force majeure you right into. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Stick them up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Rana, I'm going to skip to the artistic endeavors one. Is that okay? Since we sort of just did the 31. But we're only going to have two questions, said Brian, and then okay, who's going right. to win the 10? All right, you're right. Hi, Ron O'Brien and, uh, Ron O'Brien and esteemed guest. We'll, make them, uh, we'll give them a brief answer because people that are 30 don't deserve much anyway. <laughs> they think they deserve everything. And you know what? They deserve nothing. They deserve to have a couple of drinks, go to bed, wake up, and go back to work the next oh day. Oh, my God. Rana. That's what I think. You know what? You are a capitalist. Me? Absolutely. I'm turning 30 in October. I'm a luxuriest. That's right. Yeah. I live your best lifest. Yeah. I want to plan an extravagant trip to celebrate the big day. Unfortunately, it looks like COVID has other plans for me. I still want to do something to celebrate, but respect COVID guidelines, which in Wisconsin, there are not many. Oh, hmm. boy. What are your recommendations for something luxurious to celebrate the new decade? Do you have any sound advice? For a very single, soon-to-be 30-year-old. I adore you both so much. Thank you for brightening up my Tuesdays. Kiss, kiss, Liz. I don't Another think this Liz. is Legs. We it's not Liz life. Legs. She's getting married. Which we right, haven't never right. heard from her again. We never, Maybe because we never sent the Liz Legs poster. We really do have to do that for her we wedding. We should. Yeah. Um, something fabulous for your birthday. Does this, can you get, do you get the sense of Liz wants a party or wants an, a thing? Like, like, like literally like something. She said that she wants to do traveling, like, so an experience maybe? Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you want to be somewhere where, I don't know, almost like if you could go to like a vineyard or something outdoors, I don't know. Or glamping oh, adventure, that'd be fun. Yeah, glamping's fun. They have mm. all those little, well, though it's it's in October. 
Oh, so it might we'll be chilly. We'll be starting. Well, that's okay. Campfire? That's kind of that's cute. Yeah, that I is love, cute. Or a hayride, or a you know something Halloweeny. She's probably used to that because that that's she's true, in though. Wisconsin and she's uh, turning. It's a 30. gorgeous time of year. What about okay? What if she did a socially distant, like hayride, bond dance situation where she gets some bales of hay, mm-hmm. puts them six feet apart. Mm-hmm. In the center, there's a campfire. They do s'mores or something fun like that. Ed might have some fun ideas. I was going to say, Ed might, Ed might have some recipes. Uh, but basically, you invite people and you drink sort of, you know, hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps. Or you make a hot wine like a glug. Or you make a glue vine, as they call it, a hot, which we love in Europe to get a hot wine and walk around, a market. But Mm -hmm. basically you do a sort of outdoor party uh, where you do sort of a fall party. That's an idea. But Mm -hmm. I do think she wants something. Of course, what I would normally say is go stay at a hotel for the weekend. But I don't know. That is all Which you de- could dependent still. on your numbers. Yes, of course you could. But it's all dependent on what's going on around you if there's a weekend getaway. I bet right, that there's, there's like some a, places. A beautiful like country estate yeah. somewhere that you could. That yeah. has it all right there that's beautiful and luxurious and that, I don't know, like something yeah. in the Cot- Cotswolds. Yeah, but she's not getting to the Cotswolds anytime soon. Okay, I think. But the they have to be places in Wisconsin. Yeah, have some cheese curds. Is that Wisconsin? Oh, she's from oh. Wisconsin. Oh, right, that- I forgot. Yeah, she get a cheese curd. Okay. There's got to be like a. Um- there has to be somewhere pretty and rural. Oh and no, Wisconsin's beautiful. Everybody who lives in Chicago goes to Wisconsin for. Do you know what else people for are doing? Country houses and things. Because you can't get into them right now, really. Why don't you, you could probably rent a space in like, I've only been to the museums in Milwaukee, but there's that one that is so beautiful. You could probably even rent out a space in there and do like a socially distanced thing. Or you could do, again, like a camp. Mm -hmm. There's a camp uh, that's not open at the moment. People have been doing that where they go with their family for a couple of days and they have water sports and they're running sort of private camps for people. Sure. Again, it'll be October. But and some places do like in New York, the Natural History Museum you used to be able to have a birthday party thing. there overnight. Yeah. yeah, that could be cool. The other thing you could, of course, do, which we've been telling most people, is plan a fabulous trip for next yeah. year. Plan it for next year. Yeah, that's so true. Sta- save that money, come up with that fantasy, and in the spring, I would say is probably probably next June is a safe bet of when you could really travel, and. Do a little something now, but set yourself up for a gorgeous trip later. And of course, Ed, which of you books you should make a cake from or have her friend make a cake from? I mean, one thing is the newest. Say It With Cake is good. It's very celebratory. And there's lots of birthday cake things in there. But um, that's out of print. So let's go with Winston Bakes. Bakes, It is. (laughs) All right, Brian, let's cut to this last question here. I think Brian's... Brian seems to be on Tinder now. No, I was looking up. So there's this place called the the American Club in Wisconsin that's like this gorgeous estate that's super luxurious. And that's what I was looking up. And it's in Kohler, Wisconsin, which I don't know exactly where that is. It's expensive, but it looks so beautiful. And And does it appear to be open? It 
does. Yeah. And this is a little bit like your Colonial Williamsburg trip. That it's kind like of sort thing. of that kind yeah, of feel. That yeah. It's fabulous to be yeah. sitting in front of a fireplace. Exactly. That's having, exactly. That's what it looks having like. Having an also having an adult weekend getaway when you're turning thirty. And I'm sure they have a spa there. Uh, I mean, treating yourself. And she said it was going to be a luxurious trip. Yeah. So. Treating yourself like you're sort of a luxurious queen for two days or whatever. But I would say you want to do two nights, not one night, because you got to get there yes. and relax. One's, not One's never enough. No. So it's and, 55 and miles early. north of Milwaukee. Um, and. People can't get enough of it. It looks beautiful. Well, now I, mean, I want to like go there. Really like, it looks like the Goring. It looks like that sort of oh, style of like. Excuse me. Nice. That's the hotel that Princess Kate got uh, dressed uh, for her wedding in. I know. Yeah. Anyway, it's that kind of style. Anyway. The American Club. There you go. Yeah. Okay, our final question, Ed. All right, Ed. This is Do where you have to decide is, if you're going to put all your money down. <laughs> That's right. Dear Ron and Brian, an esteemed guest, if applicable. I like when they say if applicable because it means they're paying it's attention. It's not applicable. Oh, wait, please. Um, You're like uh, the most esteemed. Brian, don't fall <gasps> for that. It's just the English accent. Yes. I have to say I adore your accent. It's very I specific. Don't. It's actually, it's oddly unspecific because I come from a place where the accent is so strong. Yeah. And so my accent is kind of flattened because my dad lived in Singapore and Germany and wow. my mom has no accent so it's kind of generic northern what do you what mean your mom has no accent so she had a lisp when she was a kid and her parents sent her to elocution lessons to get rid of the lisp but it actually got rid of her accent as well so her accent's very soft it's kind of very hard to pin down where it's from. So it's hmm. just like a newscaster British accent? Sort it's, of? it's not RP. It's, it's not posh. It's just it's kind not. of, you could probably know she's from the North, but you would have no idea where she's from. Interesting. The North. The North. Yes. Oh, if, my, if my boyfriend was here, he would just repeat every single word that I say, and he thinks it's the most Northern thing ever. And his Northern accent is shockingly bad. Where's he from? <laughs> it's He's from Bournemouth in the south. Oh, I so see. Okay. He has a more posh sounding but accent. It's, no, but it's interesting because there's a lilt to your accent, which is absolutely lovely. I'll take that. Do you yeah. know what I I'll love about that. first dates, UK? <laughs> oh, the show. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing better. I love that. I, I love how they're all like any, and I can't remember Everyone's the names of the Everyone's from Essex. They're all from Essex. <laughs> Essex yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh, of course you're from there. And it's like some tiny village somewhere. They're like, classic that. I love it. Well, what they t- also, tend to- Also, the thing that's to- weird about that show is they drive in from miles. It's not like, oh, just pop to this restaurant. It's like they've come across country to go on this date. Well, it is right. interesting because so they'll have people that come from Manchester or from uh, Liverpool or wherever. Brighton, yes. But then they mm-hmm. always match them, which I think is so funny and so English. <laughs> And so, but also so pragmatic. They always match them with people that live right near them. So they come <laughs> yes. all the way to London to have the TV show date experience, but they always match them with somebody who lives more or less two because towns away. Because they want away. it to work. And that's the charm yeah. of the British. Even with British Bake Off, they want it. They Everyone wants everyone to be successful. Yes. That's the beauty of it. Which I have not even mentioned. My dear friend Sue Perkins was the, was the host of that show mm-hmm. when you were doing it, who I absolutely love. Uh, but it is, it is funny. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever see any of them bottomless? <laughs> Just Paul Hollywood. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Who I don't understand for the life of me, how Paul Hollywood is a hot throb. I mean, he's just the cheesiest, 
totally also he's not particularly talented from what I can tell and nothing he makes me I've never wanted to have a slice of his bread Ew. and I will say this whenever he like gives someone a handshake I'm always like Ugh, that's slimy. more important to you than for them like that to me is meaningless yeah when you shake someone's hand you know and they give many- them a look like Ugh. I fucking did it for you <laughs> yeah do you know how many headlines that handshake has gotten in the last two months why because it was it was a big deal that the handshake was going away because of COVID and it made national <laughs> news. It was insane. That sounds it's right. a handshake. That's incredible. Oh. Ed, you're just making me miss London like crazy. You just well, and I'll tell maybe you next year. I'll tell yes. you, Ed, on the on the QT that there's a chance that we have a little a London facing live event coming up in October. So Amazing. that's just between you and me. It's not a fit we're not officially announcing anything yet. So that's and it's just so if you have when we do whatever that is, if you want to write a book about it, you can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you come on if you want to we pop sh- in as a guest. We really would. Yeah. Okay. I would, I would say I would make a cake of your faces, but that's not my skill. I understand. And that's <laughs> and very that's insulting. Definitely the not, who not have my that, wish. And by the way, the people who have that <laughs> skill, the, ta- the cake never tastes good. It's just it, about. Mm-mm. And it never looks like anybody. It looks like they took it to Kinko's. And they either either doesn't look at all like them or it looks like they took it to Kinko's and they did like a screen t-shirt when you get your Kinko's face is on an a S&M t-shirt. club that Rana goes to. Yes. <laughs> it's the copy shop, Ed. You know it as the copy shop. Okay. <laughs> Dear Rana and Brian, esteemed guests, if applicable. After three years together, my partner of I and I have moved into our own place. Throughout our relationship, we have spent plenty of time staying in close quarters with each other for extended period of time, e.g. Lock, during lockdown, so have no concerns about us living together harmoniously, except one thing. Sure. Being on furlough from his job during lockdown has given him plenty of time to explore new hobbies, in particular, painting. Under my guidance, I am a professional illustrator. He has created a number of surprisingly good novice artworks of which he is very proud. Where's our chili witch? Excuse me. Did we get one from this guy? We did. He's a professional. Oh, we did? Yeah. Keep scrolling. If you scroll down, you'll see it. (laughs) Okay. I too am impressed by his... I too am impressed by his attempt so far. However, the paintings that he has created are not to my taste, and I certainly do not want to display them in our shared home. His chosen subject matter so far has included an eclectic mix of things he likes. His dead dog, a couple of Negronis. I might be interested in buying that one. And a portrait of actress Michaela Cole. See image attached for reference. Huh. She of, uh, I may destroy you. I may destroy you. you. That's it. Great title. Uh, my question is this. How do I maintain a Rana-esque refined shades of vanilla aesthetic in our new home without shitting, excuse me, all over, excuse me, his newfound passion? Kiss, kiss from London, Jake. And these are his pictures. I think they're really nice looking. They're good. Sure, they're good, but he doesn't want to hang them up in his house. This is when you walk through a... You know, you walk through one of those artist stores in Laguna Beach or in uh, wherever, and you think, who buys this crap? It's not that the person, I mean, this is sidewalk art. That's what this is. Ed, we can have this. He's in London. Let's have him sell them at the at the Bermondsey Bake Off that bake, you're running. Yeah, exactly. yeah. There you go. The Bermondsey Bake Sale starring Ed Kimba. They that are- could actually be a thing to do to actually sell them. Tell him to put them on like Etsy. Say they're too good for us to keep oh, them and sell them. that's a good idea. 
Make your own fellow. Make some money. That's what he should do. That's right. Tell him they're good enough to sell. You should sell them. P.S. I have attached my own illustrated interpretation of Rana as the chili witch, that you can be equally critical of my work. Oh, is Rana as the chili witch? I was going to say that the chili witch looks a little bit different because I didn't know know why she put glasses on it, but now I do. Well, I'm not interested. He's got, I'll say this about that. I'll show his chili witch. P.P.S. Thanks for the hours and hours of entertainment you've provided over the last few years. Hope, last few years, hope to see you perform again in London again soon. So I guess he saw us at King's Place. Very okay, nice. here is his chili witch of me, Rana, as the chili witch. That's a good one. I'll say this. He's got the vibe right. Yep. I'm not crazy about my teeth. Uh, well, I was going to say, I don't know that Rana would be smiling like that. <laughs> and I wouldn't be holding a cone like a saber. I'd be holding a cone. I'd be taking a, a flirty little lick of my cone, probably. But the he de- definitely good. got the bewitched vibe down. I have to say, it's really cute. And I need yeah. a and I need a belt around my waist. Sure. And I don't like. Oh, I see. I'm wearing a witch's a witch's cloak. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty good. And your the hat's not covering your hair. And my skin is green. No, my hair is perfect in this. Yeah. Uh, tell him to sell them. I think it's a good idea. I do too. But what happens when he starts wanting to hang it up in the house? I mean, you could accidentally spill something on it. That's true. Maybe. Ed. You That's br- true. What if someone spilled something on one of your cakes, Ed? <laughs> just because they didn't like chocolate. I mean, but cakes are temporary, Rana. Mm-hmm. True. Ugly art is forever. That is That's so true. true. That's true. And also, this is what I'll say. I'm, I'm with her. I would, or with him, excuse me. I would not want all of these up in my house. I wouldn't I think even you want could one say, of them up. I think you could say, I think you have to put one up, even if it's in your yeah. bed. I mean, maybe it's in your bedroom if you don't want it, you know, in like a place that is supremely decorated or something like that. But I think you got to put one up. And I think you could say, you, I think you could even just say like, Oh, I think this is the one I want to hang. This is my favorite. This one's my favorite. You could say, this one's my favorite, and this is the one I want to put up. And just take it from there. Because also, if they live in London, the flat will be small, so there's not going to be much space for lots of art anyway. That's true. I would say, no way. (laughs) I'd love to hang one of my paintings. I don't believe you, Rana. If I said to you, Rana, I've been painting and I'm so inspired and I'm so happy doing it. And I made this one for you. Yeah. Will you put it up? <laughs> I'd say I think prob- it would go on, on that fridge right behind probably you. Probably not. Yeah. Well, maybe in the carriage house. This is just the carriage Actually, house. This is in my house. So I don't care. I'll tell you. But I'd Rana, put it up in the carriage I would stop house. short of saying, will you put it up? Because I would sort of half know she wouldn't. <laughs> I would put it up in the carriage house, maybe. Yeah, that's what so I mean. So you didn't have yeah. to see it. Yeah. If you or, put it up somewhere, yes. We're like. But also, probably- what is he, a child? I mean, what is this? The other guy's an ill. It's my guess also, though, is what a writer, letter writer Jake is not saying. I bet Jake's at is all over the house because Jake mm. is an artist. It's right. a little bit like when someone just decides to pick up what you do for a profession as a mm-hmm. hobby. And then they say, oh, we should hang my stuff, too. And you think, well, I went to art school for 15 years. I don't think it's we my should, profession. I don't think we should hang up your quarantine art. 
I mean, let's wait till you get a little better at this, basically. How would you like it if the corporate lawyers said, we're having people over on Saturday. I thought I'd make the dessert. Right. <laughs> he would never. Right. Yeah. Well, what if, I've, I've coach, got some recipes. No. Can you talk to your publisher for me? Yeah. I, I've had that. Yeah. <laughs> I've had oh, in the past go, you've had that. Oh, I could do that. I could, yeah. I could write a book. Yep. Go for it then. You should. Yep. You absolutely should. Yeah. Please do. Mm. I encourage you. I think also the, the boyfriend who's doing these paintings is probably feeling super lost. He's on furlough. He may lose his job. Yeah. And he's found this thing that he likes, but he's looking for validation. So maybe you can give it to him in some other way without saying we're going to put it on the wall. Why you don't know? you send these to your mother? Oh, she'd love to have the one of the Negronis. Exactly. Right, also, because this the is... other thing you don't want to do, like you're both saying, I think, is lead him down a path that... No. You don't want you to encourage him, him too confidence. much. You don't want yeah. him to shift his career. Yeah. I think he should enjoy doing it, but I think that that's also the thing about painting. It's just like you were saying with the baking ad. Keep what am I going to do? With, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Yeah. If you're a painter, you paint all the time. It's relaxing, but then you've got to do something with it when you're done. Yeah. So... I personally would not be big on it. You could maybe pick one and hang it up, but I wouldn't it's be big on It's too bad he doesn't that. have an office at some point because they could all go in there. Sell <laughs> that them. That would be an sell interesting them, office. Send <laughs> them to all the people. Oh, you know, people would be wonderful. Send them, Let's send them to all the people that you're not able to see while we're in quarantine. That's a great idea. That's you cute. know, well, the gifts, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think at some point it's fair if it comes to a boiling point to say, can I be honest with you? I'm a professional artist. I think these are great. I want to encourage you. I think you're doing a beautiful job. But I don't think we're at the point yet where one goes on the wall. And he never will paint again. No kidding. Case problem solved. All those paintings will be smashed over his head. Problem solved. True. Stage a break in? I don't know. All right. Stage a break in. You're right, you and Brian have a lot what in stole. Yes. The cats, That's a great idea. The cats in the hats with Ed Kimba and Brian Safi. Exactly. Okay. You know what? Um, grab a butcher knife and pretend that you're oh. being chased by a bee and in the house. And then just slash all the bees. Yes. And just keep running around the room <laughs> slashing them. And then at the, the end, be like, I'm so sorry. Nothing else. And be like, I'm so sorry. I thought it was a murder hornet. Or tell him you lost your job and that you need to use them as firewood, like your cosette. And just put them in the fireplace as soon as it starts to get cold. Exactly. Those oil-based paints yeah. just, just say, into smoke. Just say, you know what? Worst case, if the world ends and we get we have no power, we, we can always these. burn your paintings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you start using them as coasters. That's not a bad idea. But honestly, they're good enough to sell on the street. and come They are super cute. I mean, they really are. Hideous. Yeah, they're terrible. He's not without skill. They're just not. Who wants this? I don't want this. Well, who wants that? And it's not anything I haven't seen. Wow. That's what You're I not think. coming here for anything but honesty. You ask, That's true. You send me a question, I'm going to answer it. That That's is right. the contract I have with the audience. You're right, Rana. So You're if right. you don't want to hear what I have to say, don't ask me. That, That's it's right. that simple. Okay, Ed. Now, the giveaway, just, I may have flipped the giveaway just with that horribly insulting comment at the end, but we'll see. <laughs> Ed, who do you think, who do, who do you feel proprietarily as the, as the author and the owner of this tin? So we have the CDC, we have CDC. the paintings, and who's the first one? The, the first one was the... Um, CDC, 30s, and painting. 
That's Turning thing, thirty yeah. and painting. I think we. I think we probably know who needs this, but maybe C- the, yeah. the CDC woman. She seems in the worst. <laughs> yeah, she needs to make herself a dump cake and get in the bathtub <laughs> and think about what her plan is. God, that sounds great. <laughs> does it actually sound? It kind really of nice. does. There's nothing wrong with it. I've never had a. I always wished I'd had a Bridget Jones moment like that. That's just not my. I've never been that way where I would make myself a cake and get in a bath. I've never understood when people say, oh, he broke up with me and I ate five pints of ice cream. Or, I'm not saying that I didn't eat five pints of ice cream over a week. But the idea of in one sitting. or I Oh, just, that is my style. I feel never, very seen right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's just never been my style. It's and been it mine. sounds wonderful. Mm, still mine. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds wonderful. It is. So and then I, it's horrifying then it's after. Well, yeah. then you gotta wake up and wake up and go for a walk the next day or whatever it is. But yeah. sure, sure. It does sound so relaxing to just give in to feeling lousy for yeah. for an hour mm-hmm. or two or a night or a week or whatever it is. This is going to stink. Okay? I may destroy you. That's what's going on here. And Look, she's going to get this beautiful book in this tin, but it's going to be a tough, this is going to be a tough little time for her, for Melissa. And I'm not, I'm not happy about it, but I don't, the signs are not pointing to this working out right now. It doesn't mean she that there isn't. She to look after herself. Yeah. And you have to look, really have to think about that for the rest of your life. It's not just totally. in this little mini moment where maybe he'll get better. But it doesn't mean that he's not, by the way, he's 29. It doesn't mean he's not going to mature and into a wonderful partner. But that's just not who he is right now. You could also, just this is a last ditch thing, you could dress as Catwoman and go in to his office and demand the part of Catwoman. You could do that too. Yeah. Just what Sean Young did back in the day. Oh, you could go in dressed as a Corona spike virus. That's cute. Yeah. Under a trench coat, you reveal you have a puffy red costume uh, with little Corona spikes hanging off of it. And she just says, and you've you been say, looking for me. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand you've been wanting. I'm not going away. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know what to do ch- with you've me. You've been chasing me for months, and here I am. Yeah. I'm easy to catch. Yeah. All right. So the book is out now in America. Yeah. That's what we should have said. America. It's already, I feel like such a fool. It's already been out in Europe, but it's out in America now, which is really yeah. One, ten, bakes. Yeah. And you can look at our gorgeous Sicilian granita recipe that Ed did for mm-hmm. us uh, yes. on Ed's gorgeous Instagram. Do you do that yourself, Ed? The color, it's just gorgeous. And you take all those pictures yourself? I do. I shot They're the beautiful. book as well. Did you really? I, yeah. I um, During lockdown, one of the weird things that happened is no one could make magazines anymore because no one could do photo shoots i shot oh, right. and styled and wrote recipes from home so i'm lucky that that is one of my things that i can do well you're a very talented food stylist Ed. thank no you kidding yeah and also the it's at the boy who bakes it is on, on instagram and those uh those pictures really are gorgeous and don't forget to come to our instagram for the giveaway so it'll be on our instagram in order to do it you need to follow us i believe and you need to answer the trivia question. And we're checking both, so excuse me. Ed, I'm having the hardest time getting verified. And it's really all Brian's fault, but I mean, we don't have time for that conversation right Ed's now. not verified. 
I am. What? Oh. <laughs> Come on. I was just, I was just uh, looking Sh- for some. Shame on you. Shame on you. Ed, this was an absolute pleasure. We adore you. you. Much, much Shame on Ed. Shame on Ed. Much continued. This is another case of gays not supporting gays. Much continued. I see it clear. Who are you calling gay? Not you. Ed. (laughs) Ed should have been on my side when I said he wasn't verified, and he wasn't. I I thought you meant Ed and you weren't supporting me as a gay, getting me verified. You're both verified, and I'm not verified. Rhonda, there's a difference between being a gay and being a gay icon. Mm-hmm. Those are different things. And only one of us is one of those. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have to do the cliffhanger. We've got a cliffhanger. Um, then, I, okay. then I've got to go get my hair done, Ed. Rana. Yes, I'm getting my hair done in lockdown, Ed. What do you want to talk about? I had mine done yesterday. Not that you can tell because there's not much left. Fabulous. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm so thrilled to, with, to be doing this podcast with two Trump supporters. <laughs> it really makes my day. I'm not a supporter. I'm just happy with the country I live in, Brian. It doesn't. <laughs> sure, you are. I don't support the man. I just am happy with all of the cha- wonderful changes. Oh that he's God, made. everything really is working out yes. great. It's perfect. So it's, it's so not wonderful. fair to call me a Trump supporter. I'm an America supporter. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Cliffhanger. Did you see You're- that Biden but keep America great again? The URL and that he put all the fa- he put all the other facts up. They forgot to buy Keep America Great Again, and they've been making hats and everything. I mean, they don't even know what a website is. Someone didn't buy the URL, and so Biden bought it, and he's putting up his own facts. Okay. Dear Ronna, Brian, and just- We didn't even talk about Boris Johnson. Oh. Oh. Next time. No need. We need a pad, too. We need a pad, too. He's almost as trash as Trump, so just leave it. I think the only pro with him is that he loves with Nell and I. That's about also, it. there's one thing on his Wikipedia page. Have a look at what it says for amount of children. It says six question mark. Yes. He has about eight. <laughs> as many as, they don't know how many kids as he many, has. They, well, because there's two or three whose paternity has, he has <laughs> not, sure. not claimed. He claims six. Yeah. He claims six. Yeah. Yeah. Dear Rana, Brian, and get a look, get ready, Ed. This is nice. Even though you're not answering this one. Dear Rana, Brian, and distinguished contributing guest. That's very nice. Yes, that is. First and foremost, I've so greatly enjoyed the wit and wisdom of your podcast over these past few quarantine months. And thank you for bringing such joy and laughter to me in the lives of your many appreciative listeners. You've made me laugh out loud countless times. She can't take a compliment, Ed. You've made me laugh out loud countless countless times and feel strongly that humor like yours is of great need in times like these. This is like the King speech. I was going to say... Is this your Oscar acceptance speech? Yeah. It is. Yeah. I am writing to you today for, best for advice. Costume. Right. I am writing to you today for advice on how to properly celebrate a unique occasion. Please allow me to share a brief background to my question. I've been listening every week to your podcast and have heard repeatedly about the Cannonball Run movie reboot <gasps> and about the few brave souls that ran a real Cannonball during the initial lockdown earlier this year. I've been a, been a huge fan of the Cannonball Run movies ever since I can remember, and I'm an even greater fan of the original open road race film, Gumball Rally, from 1976. Yes, yes. well, the Gumball is also, uh, the guy who runs the Gumball is married to Eve. Remember Eve, who, the, the recording rapper? artist? Yes. Yeah. Who has the two fabulous uh, leopard paws or puma paws on yes, her tattooed those on those little her, claws, so good. Yeah. But nothing beats the real event of which inspired these films. I can remember years ago seeing the Ferrari Daytona 365 GTB slash four. 
of Brock Yates at an event and feeling my, I feel like someone's pranking me and feeling my heart. <laughs> I skip feel like a beat. this question is coming straight from the lobsterman is how I feel. But anyway, As I know part, he doesn't listen to the show. So it's Ronnie, not Ronnie, he possible. doesn't talk like this. No, and he can't certainly doesn't have a word he processor. hates this show, Ron. I, I know. <laughs> it makes me, that's how I know we're doing everything right. <laughs> As that car broke the record for the fastest time across but the country. He hasn't made a bedtime story. He hates the show, but he listens to Ronna Reed. He loves Ronna Reed. Because he's about as mature as an eight year old. Well, I have bullet him into saying that that's a different show. Yeah, he can't so, tell that it's the same person. Yeah, okay, no. go on. Um, he says your accent's way too posh, Ronna. That's what he told me. Moving okay. on. All right. Uh, the, okay, uh, Brock Yates at an event and feeling my heart skip a beat as that car broke down the record for the fastest time across the country in the 1971 Cannonball. It is something of a dream to pilot a quad cam Italian V12. I mean, this I don't know any wild. of these words. Me neither. It is something of a dream to pilot a quad cam Italian V12 across the continent at the athletic pace for which it was designed. Okay. 11 years ago, I purchased my first- I understand first- that completely. I know you. This is, he's speaking, this is your bedroom yeah. language, He Ronna. is speaking my language, yeah. 11 years ago, or I purchased she. Or she, I purchased my first sports car and immediately hosted a gathering of friends and family who are also automotive enthusiasts. I had planned a scenic route that included lunch and even an ice cream stop along the way. <laughs> Everyone received a set of printed direct. This is, I mean, this is Rana writing this letter. Everyone received a set of printed directions and a numbered tag for their card. There were about a dozen vehicles of all years, makes and models. What was intended to be a, leisure, a leisurely cruise reunion inadvertently became a small scale cannonball. In that first year, we encountered almost every situation portrayed in Cannonball Run and the many wild driving experiences. <laughs> So sorry. This is insane. Have only become more yeah. true to the original event as the years have gone by. I mean, I guess I have to see this movie at a certain point because I have never seen it. You do. So you can see that John Gabris is supposed to be starring in both roles Bert, in this and film. And both. Yeah. Bert and Don. Fast forward to today. I'm currently Dom. planning my 11th invite-only event, which will go off sometime this fall. I can't tell you where I went for obvious reasons, but if you'd like to attend, just let me know and I'll put you on the list. At the end of my- Sure, it's anywhere. I'll be there. At the end of my event, awards and are who given- who are these people? You know there's nothing I hate more than an organized event. At the end of my event, awards are given for the fastest time, the slowest time, and the purpose who, the person who had either the largest, largest mechanical malfunction or the worst run-in with the law. Yeah, well, that's We run scannable. the event pure. You deal with the cops yourself. Oh, pure, okay. My question is this- <laughs> Typically, the winner receives a framed award plaque and a fun car-themed gift, but I want to amp it up this year and really commit to the awards <laughs> ceremony in an appropriate manner. Brian's going to have to take his bath after this. I'm going to do my vapors right after this. Yeah, yeah. Is a bottle of Vouv and a wreath with a sash too cliche? You're going to give the winner a bottle of Vouv. Anyway, we'll, well get to that. Traditionally, when you win a Grand Prix or something, whoever the champagne sponsor is, you get uh, doused in champagne. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I have run out of ideas for the award ceremony. I can use any advice you give. I want the attendees to feel strongly the ceremonial weight of completing Who a mini cannonball. this person? Thank you for your suggestions. <laughs> I'm sure you know exactly how to give this unique event that carriage house touch, kiss, kiss, and keep the shiny side up, car Who number two. is P- this person? Yes. Keep the shiny side up, car number two. Go on. I am 
thoroughly enjoying my morning cup of Shades of Vanilla coffee while writing this. Yeah, you had about 10 cups before you started writing this letter. <laughs> I never would have guessed this was a Shades of Vanilla drink. No way. I while thought this I, was pure Carriage House blend. While I enjoyed the Carriage House blend, Shades of Vanilla is one of my favorite coffees that I've ever had. Having owned and operated my own coffee shop, I've sampled countless <laughs> coffees from around the world. Shades of Vanilla stands out. My what? favorite, My favorite coffee to date is from Hames in Braunschweig, Germany. Should you be traveling through post-COVID? Should be traveling through post-COVID? Ronna, well, we've got to give this person a decaf. I mean, it couldn't come out soon enough. I need to know. <laughs> I need a geographical location, and I need to know what the coffee shop was called. Because I need to do a Google on that coffee shop. I need an aesthetic. Great idea. I need idea. to know the aesthetics. We got to get the staff to write back to this guy, because this is only on Patreon. We only answer these questions on Patreon. I honestly uh, feel like... We need a follow. We need a pre follow up from the staff on this. I need more information. More this was information I, before I answer this question. This was either written by like photos. Pierre Cardine or like Cardin. Isabella Rossellini. Mm-hmm. This first of all, this is either totally made up, or I want. <laughs> well, I was going to ask evidence. if it was like a joke letter, but I want it came photographic evidence. Photographic evidence is what I want. Yeah. All right, Ed. You have been nothing but a good sport. It's got to be at least three in the morning where you are now. Can I say one more thing? Mm-hmm. The lady who wants to date the epidemiologist, yeah. this is what you're getting, just so you know. This is how this guy talks, just so you know. You think it's the same guy? I th- Look, mm. except the other guy talks about COVID. This guy talks like this. I will say this about the epidemiologist. You're not wrong, Brian, in the sense that I'm very suspicious of people personally. I'm not interested in being involved with people that have hobbies that are too strong, yeah. that take over their lives because they're, those are people that are obsessive people. And then they, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's fun to an attend an event like that, but being in a relationship with that person, is mm-hmm. not so fun when they're down in the garage work, painting the sign for the event or whatever it is that, and then the, what's the next thing that they're going to spend six months focusing on whatever. Ed, I hope you throw yourself in your bed after this. <laughs> that letter really talk took it out of me. How Ed was doing his Christmas baking today. He'll have to send us a sneak peek. <laughs> He's doing Christmas in August. Of course he is. He's mm-hmm. in September, I guess. The, yeah. They live for Christmas. The minute they're allowed to start thinking about Christmas. Ed, I want to know if you have any fruit rotting in a bowl in your house right now. Are you oh, already boy. working on your fruit cake? No, I actually, fruitcake's not my favorite thing, so it doesn't need to rot. I can't stand fruitcake. But does your mother have fruit rotting in her cupboard right now? No, we actually don't make ours a lot later in the year. But we do yeah. always have fruitcake. I'll never forget, I was in Edinburgh once, and we had the most fabulous woman who was sort of our local PR person. And she was just a fabulous woman that owned a townhouse in uh, Newtown and used to work in the entertainment business and sort of did it during the festival. Fabulous lady. In any event, she we were in the middle of August and she was already she had already been working on her fruit that was rotting. She had already been rotting her fruit for three months. Showed it to me. Oh, I just have to go pour more whiskey on this fruit. Do you know where the traditional place to keep your Christmas pudding is? Hers was in the yeah, hers was in the cupboard. Where's where was Normally where was you put this? it under your bed. And Great you don't place worry about luck. But you don't worry I don't about know, actually. But it's so disgusting that even the rats and the insects don't want it. It's wrapped in like 10 layers of foil. 
Oh, also, there's a lot right. of booze in there, so it would probably kill a rat. So that's all. Just pour more booze on rotting fruit and bread, and I can't wait to eat this in six. I mean, it's just honestly, get her. There is the ice box has been invented. That's all. By I the way, say I do the love British. a cake you have to crack open. You know how you open it like a beer, <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes you can. Don't they put them in a tin? All right, please go watch the okay. dump cakes video. That's going to be running the at the end of this. I'm going to go get my vapors. Soda. Throw in Definitely. a can of soda. Okay. Right. I adore you both. Have a fabulous weekend. Weekend. We... Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And I can't, there's nothing I long, I have to say this truly and deeply in my hat. I have been longing and longing for London. I think about it all the time. So oh. I know you're probably exhausted of lockdown, but you're in one of the greatest cities in the world. And it you should enjoy place. walking the streets while they're somewhat empty. And go watch down That's the best thing. You can learn a lot I've about I've never seen it. Well, that's a huge sin. Okay. <laughs> eh, not really. You're not Ed's missing gonna much. have his passport revoked. <laughs> Can we take a picture with Ed before yes. we say goodbye? All right. Oh, all right. Kiss, kiss, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.